0: I won more premierships alone than the other managing managers. He has
1: created an absolute war zone. Respect, 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 man. Taylor Pramlin. Sidebar. Boys, we are here to ranch. James, We have to do justice before just sliding right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races Good afternoon. Ann Patrick. Uh, You're in a really heated first. race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do you I don't have
0: an option. I'm taking a Wow. wow. Yeah. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Welcome. Welcome.
0: To Prem de la Prem.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is Wednesday, November 27th, and we've got a cracking re- recap of Match Week 13. We're a third of the way into the season, count it, and we're peppering in some segments you all know and love alongside our analysis of the community game, James' pick, Patrick's pick. Speaking of Patrick... Happy Turkey Day, Eve. Oh. The Eve of Thanksgiving. Thank you. Where you see people you don't want to see from high school. That's why I'm not going home. Never do.
0: No, I yeah, I don't talk to my friends from home that much anyway, but I have fond memories. Yeah, well, you definitely had them. It would be great people to pitch this to, kind of reconnect over shared yeah.
1: interests. Yeah, approach them with a podcast that You yeah. should listen to. That'll rekindle the, the old friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, fans! <laughs> Great to have you back. Nothing's changed over here. Uh, before we get into our games, I do think it would be apropos to start off with a little reminder of what we introduced last week. Let's have our first of eight check-ins on the segments. That's mm. the segment that stormed the nation. It's called stonks mm. and basically, what we do is we see who's on their way to earning a hundred prem pesos. Which is really just $100 in a Bovada account that we will manage for you. So it's true cash value is comparable to that of a shroot book. Mm. Um, one hundredth of a cent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be stock extraordinaires. Stonk. Stonk extraordinaires in managing whoever has the best record going into the end of the year in our fantasy league. So without further ado, Match Week 13, if it were to end today... Instead of go eight weeks, our top performer by the margin of a single point was Oli Gunasakir, a.k.a. Nigel Burton. And the prospect of you and I gambling on behalf of my dad is... is it? It's interesting. It's like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> the three blind mice. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is my dad. <laughs> It'd be good fun, though. It'd mm-hmm. be good fun. And uh, just coming in in a one-point-shy second place is Will Jones, and... Will, we're going to need you to change your name if you want us to read it live.
0: Yeah. Um, we have other interests to play. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to tell you other fans to just go look up what his name is. We're just not going to say it. It's very besmirching.
0: Right. And I'm not saying
1: to change the name, but if you want it read on the air, it yeah. needs to be changed. And if you want the stats to stay um, fully honored and there's, you know, integrity in it and you trust that we haven't changed anything, you'll change your name. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's not a threat. Anyway, moving on. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Andy continues to have a stranglehold on the overall top spot by a margin of 40 points.
0: And he just learned how transfers work. You stole
1: my fun fact. Oh, I'm sorry. He just learned how transfers work. It it,
0: it consumed me because fans, friends. It's inconceivable. Nacho Monreal has been on his team the entire year Mm -hmm. and he's beating us all.
1: Everything, everything's kind of a low-key masterstroke, though. Like, I'm sure Monreal was, like, um, like the, 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 Lowest, cheapest, yeah. the cheapest the he could have possibly possibly been, which is a strategy in fantasy. You just buy three bench players who are waste of space, but the cheapest. Right, so you the can $4, dollars, yeah, just stack anyway. up. Anyway, um, a long way to go, but like I said, we're a third of the way through the season, and he has a commanding lead, and he has just mastered the functionality of the website. So, watch out. Man. All right, let's talk about the games. Uh, without further ado, the fan game of the week, West Ham Spurs. Gotta uh, talk Mourinho. You guys all got roped into the sideshow. That is the man. The goddamn special uh, one. My pick after that, City-Chelsea. The teams that seem to be solidified in the top four. We'll talk about that game, which was the marquee matchup on Saturday. And then, Patrick, what was your game? Uh, my pick was what ended up being the game of the week, I think. Oh.
0: Sheffield United versus... Manchester United. Oh. Battle of the Uniteds. Oh, which United reigns supreme? Uh,
1: can I talk to you for a second?
0: Neither. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, really battled it out that one. Um, I'll let you take the lead on that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shock collar myself. But before we get to the footy, let's talk BSE. Big Solar Energy. Jesus Christ! Don't read my notes. <laughs> I gotta know where you're going. I'm trying to find the line. Okay. Two weeks ago was too much. Last week, they didn't like how straight-edged I was. Mm. I'm trying to bring a little fun. Big solar energy. Okay. All right? Let's see where this one's going. Get it? It's like solar energy. Okay. (laughs) You all know, you all already know, solar.com is going to give you the three best quotes customized for your home from local installers. Hmm. Stop me if you've heard this before. According to the Department of Energy, solar.com quotes average $2,800 lower than going to installers directly.
0: I, okay, I had so heard that know, before. Okay. Was I supposed to stop you?
1: I uh, Yeah. Oh, uh, James, thought... I've heard that before. All right. Well, I'm going to keep reading. It's not. You didn't work a bit into that? <laughs> okay. I was waiting for you to stop me. Oh, I'm sorry. If that's not enough and you need a little something to sweeten the deal, just go ahead and whisper Prem 19 over the phone and tell him Emory won't outlast the year. That little anecdote is going to earn you $250 off your purchase. Code valid through the end of the year, at which point Emery will be a free agent. Mm. So why don't you go ahead and register at solar.com to start your solar project today. Patrick. Yes. West Ham Spurs Mourinho is back. This podcast is back because we broke the news last week. I think that we did. We right? broke I I think there was probably a crossover it, it, of time it, mm-hmm. where we were talking about it and the official announcement came out. We might as well have broken that news,
0: right? Um, I mean, I think it just goes to show that, yeah, we like to have fun in games, but we are we're clued in. Um, my sources, aka my intuition, have proven right yet again, mm-hmm. and me myself and I, right? And I think that that's that's where um, we we really we really shine is in the intuition. And um, another one who likes to uses intuition, the special one. We saw it on display yesterday in the Champions League. We saw it. With some uh, pretty crafty management, I think, to get that team turned around in a major way. Granted, they were playing um, a truer form of shit in, in West Ham, um, yes. so I will give you in right its at,
1: most distilled substance.
0: Right? Uh, yeah, that keeper is is straight dog shit. Oh, we'll get to Senor Roberto. Um, yeah,
1: which is not the cheap re- Mexican restaurant. Oh, no, but uh, yeah,
0: he's he's back. He's on the touchlines. I think that I'm not like I hope it ends horribly. For all parties involved, but
1: you it, want it—you want to ride it out, yeah, Get You Get the highs and the lows, yeah. a la roller coaster. I mean, the
0: thing that pains me is that everywhere he goes, trophies follow.
1: Right, and, and FA Cup looking like a snack for Spurs.
0: Yeah, well, maybe not this year, but you know, we'll. we'll, we'll I I find it hard to believe that through his time, he's not going to end up with a trophy there, and
1: there is there
0: seems to be some sort of a galvanized unit.
1: Yeah, there is a cycle without a doubt that comes with Mourinho that we all know. And the jury's out on whether or not he is the special one, but he is box office and he is undoubtedly the entertaining one. So let me break this Fair. down for you. Since his appointment, he has strolled through Chelsea and London in a full-on Spurs tracksuit. Yep. He has dapped up and given props to a ball boy for a clean assist in the Champions League. I know yep. we're dipping a little bit outside of our comfort zone, but uh, if you haven't seen that, it's absolute class. And then maybe most importantly, he solved Deli Alley's identity crisis.
0: I think that that's that that I mean it's two games in, but it's looking like a masterstroke.
1: Yeah, like already. And I don't just mean on the pitch, like what he does on the pitch. I mean literal dementia. Uh, Ali was in living in a false reality where I think he thought he was his twin brother who doesn't play football. <laughs> and then Mourinho comes in and he goes, "I asked him, are you Delhi or Delhi's brother? He told me he was Delhi, and I said, okay, play like Delhi, and that was that."
0: There's no one. On Spurs, I want to fail more than (laughs) Delhi, and not his brother. No, I wish his brother well. Okay, if Mourinho can unlock Delhi at Spurs, it's just it's an absolute nightmare for me. But I mean, I think it goes without saying uh, the kid's got class, and when he's on, he's on. We've seen it before. And he's special. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. really is. He's got um, incredible athleticism. He's got the technical abilities, and he does have kind of he still has that kind of like English grit. Characteristic to yeah. him that I think that
1: the grit, the cheekiness, the inventiveness, which was on show against West Ham, fair, which you haven't seen since Prime Pochettino, fair.
0: Yeah, I mean he's a, he's uh a, it's not like Mourinho doesn't have talent there, you know. Um, obviously Deli, Kane, uh on goes without saying. But even the likes of, of Lucas, you know, he's a former PSG man. Yeah. Obviously, you saw the Champions League theatrics from him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if Erickson makes his way into the squad. Mm-hmm. Looks like Dyer's already on the way out, uh, which makes me happy, but. Mourinho's going to put a stamp on this side. I think it's... I'm not fully bought in on this side quite yet, but uh, I can't imagine he took this job with the contract that he took and he doesn't have a budget for January. I can't imagine that.
1: I wonder if the deal was... Levy says you get a budget for January and beyond into the summer. I need you to act this way and Mm. reel in some of the Mourinho-ness because he almost over-indexed on it in what you read in his post-matches. He... Like, almost like he knew what he was doing. He was like, I'm not doing anything. I don't have an impact on the team. The players are the team. I just, like, pick the lineups. Like, he, he's, he's he's over-indexed on anti-Mourinho.
0: Well, we see the good and the bad, Which right? in of
1: itself is Mourinho.
0: Right. Mourinho is a master at playing the media. He always has been. The media calls him on his shit, and he'll fall into that hole, and yeah. he will double down relentlessly. Yeah. But when it's going good, I mean, I think that it's, it is just, like, when it's going good for Mourinho, he can enhance that. Mm-hmm. When it's going bad, he's going to enhance that. Mm-hmm. Because he is not going to accept yeah, that type of a criticism. Right, so he is... Yeah. And you know, you, you mentioned it, credit to you, the, the new manager boost. We'll see how long this little spurt lasts. They do have a a difficult game coming up with uh, with United, just mm-hmm. a week's time. So uh, they're going to be put to a test. And that's, that's Mourinho's... Um, that most is, most recent team that is the test. At, at Old Trafford, I believe. Uh, yeah, correct. That boy's gonna be ready to play. He's gonna have those boys ready. That is, that is he's that's already be t- preparing for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is that is going to be a tough, tough outing
1: for Manchester mm-hmm. United. Said really he think. loves the fans, but I wouldn't bet against the little ear cupping coming out at uh, Stratford end. I
0: hope I hope water bottles are flying. Yeah, I hope I hope that he's. Oh,
1: he's gonna turn and look for that crate. He's like, we got unfinished business. I can't wait. It's it's must. He's he is must watch TV. I am so happy he's back in the Premier League. I don't care that it's at Spurs. I just wish the timing was different. That it wasn't like in the lead up to the United game. Mm. But I'd rather have him in the league than not in the league. I do.
0: I'd agree with that.
1: We're getting a little far down the line. I we started with Delhi. I did want to touch on this because I thought it was interesting. And I want to get your take on it. Uh, he spoke after the West Ham game, which he was. I don't know if he was actually voted man of the match, but he definitely had a large impact on the game. And it's obvious that there's been a turnaround immediately with Mourinho coming in. And I'm wondering, he spoke in such reverence after the game about Pochettino, how much he meant to him.
0: This is you, Delhi, you're saying. This is Delhi, yeah, yeah.
1: Meant so much to him. Loved him as a man. Loved him as a manager. And then clearly, there's a disconnect there. I, I'm wondering what that is about because I I think. Is it possible f- to be done with a manager and kind of tune them out, even though you still have this like affinity towards them? Because I feel like that's yeah. what happened with Spurs and Pochettino, and I think fans are kind of dancing around the idea of saying that it was time for Pochettino to leave. But maybe there's a world where you can like and love a manager and still think it's time to leave.
0: Yeah, I think that the case to be made is that um, you know if there was a time to leave, it was probably in the summer, because you had this huge high. There were certainly other clubs available, you know, at the, at the time Real Madrid was looking for a manager. I don't know that he ever would have done that or if he would have been considered for that. Uh, Bayern was clearly unsettled. You know, they've already gotten rid of their manager. Uh, and, and, maybe, maybe the United, probably not with, with, with all getting the contract, but, um, he took Spurs to this incredible high and then right, I mean, even through and to, and through that transfer window, he's very frustrated vocally about what he could and couldn't do. Uh, and, you know, when we had Mark on, he thought he talked pretty adamantly about how he thought Spurs really overperformed last season. Yeah. And, you know, Deli specifically, 22, 23 years old, he's a kid. You know, I think that you can really, you know, revere somebody as maybe even a, I mean, I'm not speaking in any sort of way about Deli and his, his, his personal life, but maybe as a father figure. I don't know how long he's been around Pochettino, mm-hmm. you know, if going from, for me, you know, going from, you know, nineteen, twenty, whenever Deli was like brought in with Pochettino or yeah. not brought in, but kind of, they right. started forming that bond to 23. Really those are really formative. formative years. Right. And those are years, especially as a, as a English international, mm-hmm. you know, he went to the world cup. I mean, he had, he experienced a lot under Pochettino. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you can be, um, you know, I mean, I think it's, you know, not it, it, it's akin to maybe it's, maybe it's a breakup that you both know needed to happen. Yeah. But you can still be really fond of those memories right. and really care about right. somebody. Uh, and so I, I I, think that, I don't know if there's any, I wouldn't put any, I don't know that you're suggesting this, but I wouldn't say there's any tongue in cheek or any, I think it's okay. No. You know, I think it's fine. I just think, I think there's a, a lot of people share that sentiment. Right. Cade said something like, you know, thanks Gaffer for, for everything. Right. Um, he wrote something on the board for the players. Oh, like, if you want
1: to feel emotions you haven't felt in a little while, uh, yeah, just look at what Pochettino and his team wrote on the board.
0: I'm I'm glad he's gone because now I think I can go back to Hayton
1: Tottenham proper. Yeah,
0: because I got Mourinho there. It's yeah. not going to take me long. It's
1: kind of the Klopp effect,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, you hate Klopp. I can't. I don't get it.
1: Oh no no no. I I've given myself a a oh, very
0: fair. I have like, given kidding.
1: myself like a very easy out into hating Klopp, but it's tough to hate Klopp. Right. Um. Yeah. So Mourinho Spurs will carry itself very differently to Pochettino Spurs. You can go back to fully hating them and loving to hate Mourinho. And I think so will everyone oh, yeah. else in the league.
0: It's a love to hate, 100. Mm-hmm. percent
1: Yeah, and uh, I brought this up to Carl today because I think he needed to hear it. You never know when you're, you don't know you're in the new manager bounce when you're in it.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't think that's what's
1: going on. You think you've
0: like, are you just taking a shot at Chelsea because you just you just want to try and bring oh, Carl is that down? It sounds like it does.
1: Well, we'll get there later. But sure. I'm also taking an early one. That's a that's a warning shot. Yeah, but yeah, we all know what Mourinho's <laughs> this is like. Fine. We all know what Mourinho's is like. It's 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 good until it's not. It's yeah. like uh, when they move into the hotel in The Shining. Um, it l- seems nice. It's very spacious. Yeah. Uh, people are getting along.
0: This was our this was our last international break of the year. Um, so maybe we'll give it some time to settle. I would love.
1: Isn't there one in the spring
0: of the year? Yeah, of the calendar year. The calendar year. Yes, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is one in the spring. Hey, my apologies. Yes, thank you for apologizing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would love I'd love to get Mark back on and see what he thinks of this.
1: You just uh, want to talk to Mark. I, I love Mark. It doesn't even need to be out soccer. Yeah. yeah. Mark, you just wanna give me a call, man. <laughs> no. Mark, I got a, I got an A minus on my test. <laughs> Aren't you 30? Patrick, it's 1 AM Anyways. What test? It's been a while. <laughs> oh my god. A quick word on West Ham. Yeah. Their keeper Roberto is uh Komosta DJ <laughs> really <laughs> really bad uh, you can't have how you say uh, hot garbage Oh, uh, in italiano they have a phrase that goes uh, <laughs> the player of uh, the mother of the player of the whore three, three points now clear the relegation zone okay so we're talking relegation zone with West Ham yeah I gotta tell you when I was in England
0: it's a uh, large delta of teams that have been fucking thrashed in the goal differential though
1: yeah oh man I mean both those teams drew Arsenal huh well <laughs> huh Hmm. <laughs> oh, here's a here's an OptoJoe statistician stat for you. Mm. United and Arsenal have only won in the same match week in match week one. And it tracks. If you go back and listen to the episodes, it tracks. We're never both happy at the same time. No. And we're both rarely happy to begin with.
0: I think we're usually both... If we're both happy, it's because the other one of us is unhappy. Yes. Like, I think most of...
1: It's a yin and yang, and you...
0: Like, you try to watch... You, you didn't watch Arsenal games with me at the beginning of the year. You go out of your way to watch Arsenal games with me now.
1: You remember when United lost to Crystal Palace, and then we watched Liverpool-Arsenal. I'm ashamed of how much I wanted that to be a blowout.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> that game. Like, it wasn't, like, Watford-Arsenal. It was
1: Liverpool-Arsenal. <laughs> okay. Bringing it back. Yeah. A word... We'll take this offline. Please. A word on West Ham. Roberto... Full on scrub. And here's my, here's my, um, mathematic way to look at it. You can't have a tattoo to face ratio like that and not perform well. Ederson pulls Mm. it off because, um, I've been thinking about that smiley face tattoo he has behind his ear. You got to have hell of confidence to have that. Like it means you have to perform at a high level. Right. Roberto, he's not, he's not living up to his tats. I think that's
0: fair, James. I think it's one of the smartest things you've said on this show.
1: Uh, It's definitely top five. Yeah. I say a lot of smart things, but this has to take the cake.
0: Is there anything about that? You know, I think it was um, a closer a closer result than it was a game in the end. Finished 3-2.
1: Closer result than it was a game, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, exactly what you said. And then also today, yesterday, excuse me, uh, in the Champions League, Spurs down 2 nothing, mm-hmm. End up winning 4-2. Mm-hmm. Today, yesterday, are what's there, the difference? They're sitting tenth in the table. They're who are they behind? Um, on points, United. Okay, or on goal differential, United. Got points, it. Arsenal. Got it. Okay, uh, but not goal differential. We have a negative goal differential. Understood. Um, you didn't need to say that. But they are nine. Nine points off the top four. Yeah. Like, are they? What 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 is Spurs' floor and ceiling with this Mourinho appointment? Like, is this is think, this a recoverable top four season for them? I don't think it needs to be.
1: I think Mourinho. I I know he's kind of a short term play, but I think he kind of got a burden lifted off of him when he was brought on mid season, where they probably worked something out where he goes, happy to come on mid season. I'm not making any promises for this year, and I think he can just build up his team knowing that fourth place is probably out of reach yeah yeah i mean i I wouldn't
0: say it's i mean it's there's is it entirely out of reach no but you look at the form of those teams at the top of the table it's probably going to be tough. and you know
1: arsenal and united are going to be storming back up there in 2020
0: oh yeah i mean it's liverpool hold on to your shirts because arsenal
1: under the guidance of sam allardyce oh that defense is going to get sorted
0: big sam coming at you what do you want Of a ham sandwich and the win Thank you very much. Next question.
1: What was that? Did you just have a stroke? <laughs> where am I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any other any other thoughts on Spurs?
0: No. No. I mean, it, I'll, I'll see how it plays out. I'll I'm, I'll wait for him to get a big result. You have no other choice.
1: Yeah. J- I really, you just have to see how it plays yeah, out. Yeah.
0: I mean, they got two results in two games where I don't think they were entirely convincing and they Ooh. weren't. You Ooh. know, but not a bad... I mean, the okay. results they needed. Yeah. Lucky or Masterstroke? It's their first one in five. The lines are blurred. And then they got Burnmouth. So, I mean, they got...
1: They've got some They got some work yeah. to do, but I mean, look. Yeah, Burn missed a tough out. Yeah. All right. City, Chelsea. My pick of the week, and we watched this one together, and we were both saying we didn't know where City's equalizer was going to come from after Chelsea went ahead. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's the difference when you have, A, a little bit of luck on your side, and, B, individual brilliance from some players. Correct. That felt like it was there for Chelsea's taking. That game sucked. It kind of sucked. It was a really bad game. It was kind of a bad game. I saw a lot of people gassing it up online after. No, I mean it's
0: everyone wants those games to be good. I don't know
1: what they were seeing that
0: we weren't seeing. It was not a good game. I think that Chelsea was on the front foot until City scored. And I think we were talking about this too. There was a couple opportunities for Chelsea that went begging that maybe on another day they take, maybe against a lesser team they take. They should have And you and I were thinking twisted the knife. You got you you can't you can't Like City came out of the gates like a horse with no legs, and Chelsea took advantage of it. They Mm -hmm. were playing well, but bossed the midfield. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about uh, Jorginho and Kovacic. Yeah, Um, but for me, it's it's inexperience. It's 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 a lack of those situations for me because for Chelsea to get one goal there, it was City was always going to storm back. Whether it was the they did against Liverpool, whether it's the seventieth minute, whether it's the 25th or whatever yeah. they did score. um I thought both city goals were against the run of play. uh Mars's goal, I think, was absolute br- absolute class. Right. Um, just pure individual brilliance and like, what are you going to do? A player who
1: can pull that out of nowhere.
0: Right. And I mean, I think that's the benefit of cities. Like, even on those days, you have that talent that on is your side. A title winning team. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And 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 yeah. So I think that Chelsea Chelsea was the better team for me on the
1: day. No, it's funny. I. I don't imagine Lampard said anything to the team after they went up one nil. Like, okay, boys, let's pull it back a little bit. But I do wonder the psychology of players. They might not admit it, but I wonder it if you, you score a goal at the Etihad and then it seeps in. Oh shit, we're one nil up at the Etihad, right. and you start playing a little more defensively, a little bit more cautious. You invite the pressure. If it were Liverpool, I imagine they would have smelled blood and and really twisted the knife, turned the screw, and gone for another one because right. it was it was there. Right, it was a hundred percent there. Yeah. Um, the defense you, is not good. The city defense, I Park. will say Fernandinho looks like the better center back of him and John Stones. Yeah. I know that might not be saying yeah. a lot, but he's not a career center back yeah. and he's bossing it.
0: That's like saying you were a better podcaster than me.
1: Well, you've I guess you've been doing it for longer. Yeah. And then I came in and kind of gave you your wings.
0: Yeah, did a little bit better. And here I am.
1: Thumb up my ass. Working the same damn job. (laughs) Uh, You brought it up. Kovacic and Jorginho. We've sung the praises of post sorry Jorginho. They took uh, De Bruyne and Silva out of the game, neutralized them out of the game. And and shout out to
0: Conte as well. Conte is a part of that. It's it's more of like the build up play that I'm giving credit to that. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, and I invite you to either discuss, challenge, whatever, best midfield in the Premier League is Chelsea's midfield. Those three. Hmm. Conte, Jorginho, Kovacic, uh, best best midfield in the Premier. League. Interesting
1: take. Um, I think City, talent wise, is the best. Maybe what where the pieces fit into the puzzle sure. is is maybe a different story. So I think I'm taking form into consideration as well, the way they're organized, the way they play out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Conte, one of the best midfielders in the world. Yeah, and then the way Jorginho and Kovacic operate in the double pivot, it's impressive. I'll give you that. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, we've slated Liverpool's midfield. Yep. I think they're starting to come into their own a little bit. But I I, I wouldn't fully argue on, argue on that one.
0: Yeah. It might just be expectation as well. You expect City's midfield to be yeah. as good as they exactly. are. Uh, Jorginho was the most hated man in, in London last yeah. year.
1: Never saw a way back for that guy. Now he's got his own song. Come on, granite. And it's not just repeating the same name of your team over and over again at a different pitch. Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea oh, I thought you were
0: having a go at Arsenal But we just do the same pitch
1: Oh yeah You don't even ver- You don't even vary it No this I'm is... pretty sure Chelsea Heard that And we're like Lads we can one up this one Check this out
0: <laughs> I will say that's, That Chelsea chant Kind of slaps You can fuck right off Oh I'm sorry. I, I, I like it There's I different... like it better than the playground uh, the, the, the What is it, The United one
1: U-N-I-T-E-D United Yeah That's how I learned how to spell Yeah <laughs>
0: James Will six. Put some respect
1: on that name. (laughs) But where does a chant become a song? I think we need to discuss that. When is a chant a song? When is a song not a chant?
0: Ooh, that's for a different episode because I need to noodle that one. That's not a. You you can't ask me to fire from the hip on that. I will
1: bring it up next episode. That
0: is a big question.
1: (laughs) Big. All right. uh, What are we we talking about? Oh yeah, City City Chelsea. Chelsea.
0: Okay. Supposed to be the game of the week.
1: Yeah, did not end up being the game of the week. But Chelsea took their foot off the pedal. Whether. Purposefully, or just mentally, City crept back in. The De Bruyne shot was a complete stroke of luck. Capitalized it with a stroke of class. The opposite of luck. Mara's taking the situation into his own hand to go up 2-1. And then... In what, like five minute span, something like that? Yeah. Pretty tight. And then after that, it just kind of died. I don't remember a dead giveaway Chelsea chance. What I do remember, though, is chances for City to bury it that went begging. First off... Um, the Kepa giveaway to Aguero, what the hell was that? That should have been punished by Aguero, who, by the way, maybe got injured at the right time because I think Pep was looking at another drop. Jesus had a hell of an assist in the in the Champions League yesterday. So, uh, you know, thoughts yeah. and prayers to Aguero, but... Boy's been playing like hot garbage. I told you he killed the Liverpool game for that. Yeah. Kate, I would love... DM us. Add us. And let us know what you think about Aguero lately. I know he is literally a club legend. Mm. He's been taken away from the team lately. Yeah. And then, this is my own axe to grind. How in the world is Kepa number one in Spain over De Gea? That, if De Gea did what Kepa did and just passed it out to Aguero, he would have been slated for weeks. Sure. For
0: weeks. He also had a howler in the World Cup. So, you know, you have... I mean, it's international soccer is a different beast where uh, I think like your time with your World Cup team during qualification is like a week, like the entire qualification for the World Cup process mm-hmm. is a week or two longer than spring training in baseball, but it's spread over 18 months. And so you really just, in my opinion, for international side, you got to play people on form. And I think... Cl-
1: Club form or international form? Because it feels like you're being judged internationally on what you've done internationally.
0: I think De Gea had a mediocre World Cup. And then... It was bad. He had a howler, and I think he was that's fine people, outside of that. Well,
1: that's what people remember.
0: Sure. That's why I said mediocre. Uh-huh. Um, and then he had a poor two-month spell at United.
1: All Yes. And that's it. And that's all it takes. We don't need to make this... I don't think Kepa's bad. I, I agree. I think they're both good. I think it's one, two. And they two. have a wealth yeah. of choices. All I'm saying is I remember when De Gea was getting slated and people were talking about dropping him. It was because he uh, he let a ball come in at that weird height for the keeper where it's like yeah above the hip, not really straight out arms. Can't get your leg to it, can't get your arm to it. Got slated for that, but he's not kicking the ball out straight to other players in total yeah. lapse of concentration. I don't know.
0: I'm actually like, I'm racking my brain. Like, De Gea doesn't play the ball with his feet that often, does he? Um, I'm not having a go. I'm just, I, it just doesn't seem like... That's United's no. He's of play. N- he's
1: not like a pick a pass yeah. Ederson, but he he's he's sprung a few counters on a, on a punt.
0: Yeah, or long yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. not to make this a day. Maybe it's like everything. he just keeps off the radar with all the other goalies, just slotting balls into opposing teams forwards that I don't who, notice it. Who does such a thing? <sighs> I got some names for you, James.
1: Maybe I'm lingering on this one a little too long, but you know I'm one who brings up the Lampard manager bias.
0: Mm. Let me read you.
1: After they lost to City. Let me read you a direct quote of what the reporter said to Lampard to kick off their interview. Please. Frank, you're so ahead of the curve. You must be thrilled and really proud. What was his response? Probably something like humble and, um, you know, insightful.
0: Yeah. Well, he's very well spoken. He always has been.
1: He's very real. He's very well spoken. I just, there is such a little bias there. That is so frustrating to me. Yeah, Frank, you're so ahead of the curve. But the thing is, it's. I think the results also speak for themselves, and the form speaks for
0: themselves. Right. I think that if I think that if I mean, you just remember back.
1: We're four months into a season yeah. in his first management. Yeah, I mean, he is ahead of the curve. That curve comes back around. Sure, it's not but like. I, but look at the look at the um, the conversation
0: around Ali in his first eight or nine games.
1: He he did not get that. He did not get that treatment.
0: He he got that he got that reverence, at least, I think, from like the general football atmosphere.
1: It's not the you must be thrilled and really proud, it's the you're so ahead of the curve. Oh, just the dick sucking? That talks about yeah. manage that's manager intelligence and noose and experience. That is such a different way of framing it.
0: You might be right on the bias. I don't think that's an unfair way to categorize what Frank Lampard has done.
1: He has his players performing very well. Right,
0: I think overperforming, and I think that part of a manager
1: characterizing how good a manager is.
0: Yeah, you no, know, I think that there's a bias. I think that you also have a bias. I have an extreme against bias. the bias. So I'm we're biased at, against the bias. We're like three levels deep in this inception of biases, mm-hmm. and I'm here to someone jump into to the k- deep. Yeah, yeah needs I'm to kick kicking over you the chair. Yeah, I'm yeah. kicking the chair over, and I'm saying it's it's not that bad. Like I mean, he's he's doing a he's. I'm not calling it a master class because it's 13 games into the season. Mm-hmm. But if Chelsea finished top four, it's a master class, in my I opinion. Disagree. We
1: we'll, we'll see how it plays think out. Think back, think back to the tape. It was Chelsea, Arsenal, United. I think the way that Arsenal and United have fallen off make him look better. But it was never far fetched for Chelsea to make the fourth place.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, I guess it's yeah the, the other the other teams that weren't named. City and Liverpool have really shit the bed so far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, even in in any case, he's what? Like, what are they? They're, yeah, they're fourth in the table. Three points off second.
1: They're playing, they're playing really well. Yeah, this is so, okay, so.
0: They've lost the, they've lost every game against the big six, though. For what it's worth. But I do think results of, I think, 2-1 in both Liverpool and City. you played them already, right? We've not. Oh Yeah. That's going to be bad.
1: Looking forward to that. Yeah. No, I mean, just to bring it back for Carl and Miguel, who I hope are not seething at this, this is just to bring it back to neutral. They're playing very well. They're bringing up youth talent. Mason and, Mount's trash. And he's thriving. on the bench again. Say that again?
0: I just said Mason Mount is trash and he's on the bench again. Where he belongs. Yeah.
1: Ooh, what's that about? Getting phased out of the team. Pulls niche. Mm-hmm. Christian pull his niche. <laughs> anyway, I don't hate Lampard. He's very humble. Very well-spoken. Managing a good team. Let's move on. Sheffield United against the Manchester United. Patrick, I'm going to need you to take this
0: one. Yeah. So the game that no one cared about became mm-hmm. the game of the week, mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, when it when you get Arlo and Graham on the call, you got nowhere to hide.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. They
1: flew out for that one straight into Bramall Lane
0: and it repelled was, down. I don't think that anyone was expecting a barn burner in this game, mm-hmm. um, but that's what we got. Uh, really high level for the folks at home. Um, high level of what? Just recap of the game before we dive into the oh, oh, yeah, specifics. Yeah. So, I thought um, you were about to say
1: high level of...
0: Sheffield United, I would say, had um, the better Runner play for about, probably the first hour of the game. Um, got a two-goal lead, 2 nothing. United, seven minutes, got three goals. Correct. And then conceded in the 90th minute. Yes. Um. What's your point? Sheffield's first and third goal, hot garbage. Uh, Second goal, class. I thought all of United's goals were well worked. My question to you, James, is... Is there a positive to take from this game from Manchester United? Yeah. What is it?
1: I'm actually beating that drum. I am the most rational fan after this. And again, my comparison pool is the subreddit. Mm. Which is just picture people running out of a build burning building, right? That's what you're looking at,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, into another burning, ground. I
1: always compare like when I think about I try to get a pulse on how United fans feel, and I go, to the, I go to the subreddit, place.
0: yeah, it's the wrong place, yeah, no,
1: I um, because those
0: are the United lunatics, yeah, you're missing the lunatics. people in the pub that went, huh, whatever, and then went home, yeah, those people aren't on Reddit, right? So, the, all the rational, normal people don't go there.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm an amalgamation of the man at the pub, and the subreddit.
0: I would say that's fair.
1: And I waver a little too quickly between the two. You
0: love the world amalgamation. Mm -hmm. I know.
1: I was going to say mix, but like, why would you say mix when you can say an Oxford word like that?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I would say because you can't pronounce it properly, but you you do well You say
1: delta too much.
0: How about that? Well, I wouldn't even have it a go, but (laughs) the delta between the top four and the rest of the... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I am taking positives away uh, it's, it's, it's not masking the negatives What I will say is People slated the tactics Absolutely slated the way we lined up Lined up defensively I was reading The Athletic Shout out The Athletic Shout out Carl for showing me The Athletic mm. It's an amazing publication um, Apparently as soon as McTominay got injured against Brighton Solskjaer knew he was going to play back five Because he did not trust a midfield that could go toe-to-toe with Sheffield's well-drilled midfield. So he relied on a strong defense. Get this. Rojo was going to be that third central defender. Got injured in the international week. Not with Argentina. Just training. That's a nice. That's a new one. That's a new loan. Nice.
0: I I would say that's addition by subtraction. But carry on.
1: How so? Name's Marcus Rojo. And you don't have to play him. I, okay. Well, you can go back and watch Liverpool. I absolute masterclass. Masterclass. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Don't trust. Uh, they didn't. They didn't trust Tuan Zibi was back from his injury to play ninety minutes. And then you got Phil Jones. And when you see that man in the team sheet, when you wake up at eight in the morning, you know you're in for a day. Yeah. So yeah, we we got outclassed.
0: There's only one. There's only room for one slab head in the back line. Mm -hmm. And you paid a lot for for Harry Mm -hmm. Maguire. So Phil Jones needs to stand in.
1: No, we're not in a a sculpting class in that back line. Too many slaps. So, to bring it back to your question, lined up wrong, I think it was a little bit forced upon us. I don't blame Phil Mm. Jones for being Phil Jones. I don't blame Pereira for being Pereira, who can only play the number 10 on a defensive role of a number 10, which is pretty damn sad. He's doing a job. (sighs) He's doing a job. He's doing a job. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's what it is. here are my positives. Solskjaer adapted at halftime. Went more attacking. Granted, we conceded the second after halftime, but that was their, like, well-worked goal after a Pereira giveaway. The three goals that came in seven minutes, all United graduates interworked and well-played amongst a very young front line, mm-hmm. so you can start to see the future. Daniel James. gonna integral in those. Yeah, Daniel James integral, even though he's not an Academy graduate. Yeah. Hell of a signing. He's, I think he's been our most consistent player this season. And yeah. every goal we've okay. scored this season, don't throw out the obvious jab, every goal we've scored this season has been from a player 23 years or younger. So... I'm starting to see philosophy come together. We're phasing out Ashley Young, who did not get the nod for this game. Brandon Williams got the nod for this game. Uh, we're trying to phase out Phil Jones, but he keeps coming. He keeps rearing his ugly head.
0: Yeah, well, he's got a long, long contract. Yeah,
1: flings that head around. And then, um, no, I, I, those are my positives. I see a long-term. Right now, yeah. the fact of the matter is we're not good. And when our team hinges on whether Scott McTominay is fit, He's you're been good this season. Though. You're I'll, looking at, at a, like a Jenga. You know. You're looking at a Jenga puzzle that just plays out in front of the fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that uh, Scott McTominay is kind of coming into form for y'all. But at the end of the day, I think that yeah, the, there's there's some positives to take from this.
1: It's not a bad thing, but it's a lesson in of itself when you say it out loud.
0: Right. It's like, oh, that's that's pretty
1: crazy. Oh, so our lineup depends on Scott McTominay. Right. That's where we're at.
0: And so, it's we we were talking about this off air, but with um, the yeah, likes of I Arsenal, United, and Spurs, it kind of seems like whoever's the least, whoever's the biggest, you just don't want to be the biggest shit show that week. And right now, Arsenal's taking the cake. It's the biggest the loser. We're,
1: right. all to, we're all trying to lose 100 pounds.
0: And so and you just saw the chocolate cake in the larder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're eating a bag of Cheetos and no one's looking. <laughs> so, it's Let me see those fingers. Right. and And, and so my question for you is, while the whole world is distracted by the shit show in North mm-hmm. London, mm-hmm. yes. United is closer to the relegation zone than they are to the top four. Thanks. They seemingly I mean, we're talking about, you know, a team that obviously there's six in the table and I want to do I do want to talk about Sheffield, but yeah. this is a promoted team that yeah. looked the better side. Correct. This is not a new thing for United. No. How can like what where is I was gonna say, how concerned are you about the prospects of United season? Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like we're taking a break from those discussions while other teams are worse. Uh, you know, Tottenham, finally like Arsenal, uh, and is is top four a realistic and or is it, is it a target that you actually still want to achieve? Is that like the, is that still do I want to achieve it? No want is the wrong word, but like. Does top four define your season's success? I think it's the best way to ask that question. Right now. Because I think it did at the start of the season.
1: Well, let me take you back to last season where we made it all the way to right about now. It was right about now where Mourinho got fired. We were in this exact spot. Top four. I remember we did a pod and I said, let's not care about top four. Let's just build the squad. Build an identity. Let's Mm. have Ollie, you know, bring in young players. Now that I'm saying it out loud... That's kind of what's been going on, which is why mm. I'm not just bloody murder about this team right now. Because we are not a good team. Yeah. But there is the little wisps of light coming through that I see. So you're able to find that joy. Yeah. So bringing it back to last season, we got back up to top four and threw it away at the end of the season. Yeah. So I didn't think it was attainable. Anything can happen. We're a third of the way through the season. Yeah. Uh, that being said... Chelsea's
0: still got a bed to shit.
1: That, yeah. Chelsea is... Sitting on that Chinese food trying to go to sleep. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Love a good shit joke. He uh, oh, made me lose my train of thought. It Here's was a, a great th- joke for what it's worth. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I don't have a lot of those. Yeah. When I do, I like, to, I like to sit on it. No. Um, I think it would be foolish to say that United's expectations should always be you're in the Champions League. Right. I think when you compare that to the squad that you've got, you need to be realistic. You need to be realistic about what you are and what you're trying to achieve. And without getting into a philosophical debate about whether Ollie's the guy to get there, we need to continue yeah. investing strongly. And we need to bring in a Halland in January and a midfielder. Yeah. And with that, you can start to see the basis of how a team continues to grow. Because what do you do? Let's say you scrape in fourth place this season. And then you go on to the Champions League. But you you haven't really solved the fundamental problems with the club. You're just going to get wiped out of the Champions League the following season and maybe crash back down.
0: So fourth place is almost like fool's gold for you. Whereas like you would, you would rather not achieve fourth place continue to build that squad, find identity in those younger players, then get fourth place and not have that progression. No, I don't
1: know. Now that you say it, when you make Champions League, you can attract a Sancho that you otherwise could not attract. True. So, with that said, obviously, expectation, desire should be fourth place. What I put above that, playing good creative football, which mm-hmm. we can't seem to do. Well, That's yeah. the solve, and it's not... Obviously, Pogba being out the entirety of the season, he's our best outfield player. Of course. But, you need to find creative outlets in the team. And that's top priority.
0: I think that's fair. Um, I do want to, before we wrap this, Mm -hmm. I do want to talk about Sheffield United. They
1: deserve to be talked about. Sheffield United... Chris Walder is the man you see drunk putting on Michael Jackson on the jukebox (laughs) at a pub in England. Yeah. I want a beer with that man. Stat.
0: Really? Honestly, it it seems like um, they're they're a team that's incredibly fun to root for, and not just when they're uh, playing United. I want to just run through some of their fixtures from the season. Um, At home, a 2-1 loss to Leicester. That's aging well. At Stanford Bridge, 2-2.
1: Are you going chronologically?
0: Yeah, as the season's progressed. Okay. At Brahma Lane, a one-nil loss on the Dean Henderson howler to Liverpool. Right, you know, played a, f- a phenomenal game there. At Brahma Lane, a one nothing win against Arsenal. Mm. You know, that's aged poorly. Yeah, should be more. Actually, yeah, 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 really has. <laughs> at at um, actually the the impetus for the sack. At least they mm-hmm. um, got a point at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and at Brahma Lane again, taken a point. Yeah, from uh, from United. These are incredible results for a team that's been promoted. That that they're not being talked, I don't think, in the same light that Wolves were last year in the very similar trajectory. I think that these results are more impressive from Sheffield United, and I think that the really the big point uh, to be made is their goals against. They have got twelve goals against. I think that's fourth, third, or fourth in the league. It's incredible. They're 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 a team whose whole is greater than the sum of its parts. They're just so so good together.
1: They know exactly what their job is, and they know that they need to work for one another to make up for lack of talent. We talked about this offline. Mm-hmm. Not one of those Sheffield United players would make it into United, Arsenal, or Spurs' first 11. That said, they played us off the park. Yeah, I remember them playing yep. you off the park. 100%. They were the better team. Yeah. It wasn't and close. It's just a great reminder that you can send talent out onto a field without a game plan, and they will get beat. Or drop points. And Sheffield United deserves all the praise because we played well for ten minutes of that ninety minutes. Yep. And and they bossed us around the pitch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and just to further that fact checking, Leicester, um, eight goals against in thirteen games, which is incredible. Um, Liverpool, eleven and thirteen. Sheffield twelve and thirteen.
1: They're third in goals against?
0: Yes. And fewer goals against yep. than games Beast. played. It's it's tight, and their you know their margin for error is small. They only have a four-goal differential. It's so 16 funny. goals scored. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got a a team with four wins and six draws, but look at some of those draws. I they're mean, against bigger sides.
1: And talk about your goals against system players. Phil Jagielka was an absolute dumpster fire at um, Everton as he got older. And then you put him in a good system, and he was shutting us out. Yeah. For a large majority of the game. Yeah. So. No,
0: I just want to make sure we, we gave them their due. Yeah. Um, and on the Wolves' time, Wolves back up to fifth in the table
1: a little bit of storm for them. Um, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne knows how to drill a team.
0: Might be might be getting himself a new job pretty soon.
1: That is the most apropos transition to my trivia. Are you ready? mm mm Okay, well I'm going to start anyway. So uh in our previous Mr. Bright Sides, we've been talking about the next favorite managers to lose their jobs. And wow. it left it left a little stale taste in my mouth. I didn't I didn't want to harp on it, you know, we done it two weeks in a, in a row and now I think we're pretty sure it's going to be Marco Silva and Emery so I can't have you try and talk your way out of that again so I want to I put really, a really I, I appreciate it. that I want to put a different spin on it let's talk about new life and rebirth so in trivia I want you to try and guess for me who has the answers who are the five managers who were odds on favorites to replace Emery ideally in order okay I might
0: actually be able to do this
1: I think you would you troll that subreddit
0: yeah um in order in order? Try. Allegri? Okay, we're wrong. Okay.
1: But he is in the top five.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to say just due to a report that just came out, Nuno. He's first. He is. He? Okay. Just
1: try and name the five. I'll tell you where they okay.
0: are. Okay. Well, I think Nuno's rise to the top is Nuno's top. meteoric. Five to four. Yeah. Um, I would guess Patrick Vieira. On the list. Not in top but five. not top five. Not top five. I think Jumberg is off the top five.
1: Lundberg's in the top five. Is He's he? Fifth. He's fifth. He's fifth. He's fifth. Okay.
0: okay. Well, I found out uh, he doesn't have uh, a license to manager, so he can only manage like three to six months. Yeah. So, they oh, might have to wait.
1: I'm going to read some of the managers they're offering odds on, and we're going
0: yeah. to have a laugh. Um, Arteta's probably in the top yep. five as well. One more. Um, Arteta. It's...
1: It's the obvious one. Oh, Pochettino. Yeah. Yeah. That's five. Yeah. Nuno's first, five to four. Arteta, three to one. Allegri and Pochettino, six to one. Juenberg, ten to one. Those are the top five. Now, (laughs) let's have some fun. They are legitimately offering odds on these people. 20 to one, Steven Gerrard. Oh, Jesus. He's doing the club legend turn manager thing, except at the wrong club. He's just shooting a shot. It's like Drogba coming to Manage United and you're like, oh, wait, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, Didier is your first
0: name? Uh, I'm sure is on there.
1: Onre's uh, on there.
0: I didn't pull out the odds for this Vier's one. Here's on there, I'm sure. Is Luis Enrique on there?
1: Uh, Luis Enrique, I think, was on there right after Unberg. in the rational side of things yeah. was Benitez and Eddie Howe at 10 to 1. Here's another head coach with... A player with no head coach experience at 25 to 1, Dennis Bergkamp. They're offering 25 to 1 odds. Just because. They're hoping some Dutch fans are just like, yeah, let's go! He was an assistant coach at IX five years ago. Fuck it. <laughs> best of all, here's the best one of all. Also 25 to 1, Arsene Wenger.
0: <laughs> I knew it. Yeah.
1: Bet Victor thinks there's a 4% chance that Wenger comes back to Arsenal after everything. That's not how odds
0: work. Yes. 25 to 1 doesn't mean there's a 4% chance. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No. It means 1 out of 26. No. No, that's wrong. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. That's how it works. The odds aren't percentage likelihood. They're just ways to get you to bet money.
1: That's. I mean, it's the easiest correlation. Those odds don't... Add up to 100%. Guaranteed. House is 25 to person's 1. 1 out of 26. That's not the
0: percentage chances that Arson Vanger eh. comes to Arsenal. It's not how odds work. It's an easy
1: way to explain it. That's not how any of this works. Yes, it is. Alright, we'll looked have to... it up. To- Alright, All right. Well, that's well, my trivia.
0: When you start your own degenerate district, you can tell me how odds work. Yeah,
1: we'll get there. I got
0: a trivia for you. I, I decided well. to double down on bad things. Oh, God. Um, okay. This isn't so bad. But just in the, in the... We're talking about Freaks of the Week. We're talking about, you know, managers getting sacked. Um, I'm going to ask you this question and go get my laptop charger so we don't get cut off. Okay. The same team has the most own goals... And red cards in Premier League history. And just because I gotta get my laptop charger, I want you to noodle this and think it through. Who is that team? Bonus points if you can get me the number of own goals and red cards.
1: <laughs> I'll be back. Own goals and red cards. Same team. Prem history. Okay.
0: They don't seem to be doing much.
1: Think. I'm thinking in here. I was also thinking about ways to make this enjoyable for the fans. Can't make great radio. Yeah. yeah, we threw that out the window. Yeah, that okay. was well. So, we, did, we made that decision. Own goals, eight, red cards—they are an absolute calamity of a team. They've also been around in the Premier League for a while, meaning Long they were enough would...
0: to claim that record. Yeah, I'm going
1: Newcastle United.
0: Great guess. I don't even know if you're close, but you're wrong. Okay. Would you like a second guess?
1: Uh.
0: I'll give you a hint. You want a hint? Yeah, sure. Their current form would suggest they own this record. Southampton. But take your first set of clues that you noodled on, okay, and combine those two things.
1: Own goals, red cards.
0: They've been around long enough to have this type of record. Yep. Current form. Okay. Let those two ideas. Everton there it is hey
1: 52 own goals boom 52 own goals I think United's top scorer last season was own goals (laughs) (laughs) in
0: 95 red cards that's a lot
1: yeah Leighton Baines where you at yeah that's like what
0: is it like uh 28 27 28 seasons that's not how numbers work sorry I'm just spicy oh oh yeah sorry called you out on one thing and you got a big attitude. <laughs> but yeah, that's like two it's like two own goals a year. Four it's like red two cards own goals a, year. a game. <laughs> <laughs> 50 million. Um 50
1: million dollars. All right, so that was my that was my trivia week. Yeah. All right. Uh do you want to do freak of the week? Yeah, I
0: got a freak of the week.
1: I got one for you cuz I promised we weren't going to talk about Arsenal in the game analysis. Oh, okay. My freak is DT. He is Arsenal. <laughs> He is like the mayor of Arsenal Fan TV, most beloved, and he is the freak of the week for saying he left his nine-year-old at home for his birthday because he didn't want to subject him to the bad result at Southampton, and the irony was fully lost on him that he thought he was being a good dad. He left his nine-year-old oh, at left home. left my nine-year-old son at home. Didn't subject him to this. It's like,
0: bruh,
1: <laughs> you're missing the point.
0: Nine-year-old son. On his birthday. Holy hell. Dad goes to the game, gets pissed
1: drunk. Holy hell. On his own. There are some phenomenal tweets after Arsenal lose. And they're just like, I would hate to be DT's son right now. Anyway, um, that man represents everything you love and hate about your club.
0: I think he represents...
1: Mostly hate. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. is not a savory character.
0: No, his, his passion... I can at least respect. I think it's very misguided. Yeah.
1: but You have to ask questions if you're traveling to all 38 games of Arsenal's Premier League season. You've got to ask some questions.
0: I hate myself for just watching those games.
1: Right. That's
0: a different level.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of self-doubt. And I
0: think I'm the better fan.
1: Ooh, that's a hot take.
0: I would love to have him on and challenge him Why do you think you're a better fan? Because I don't think his head's in the right place. Okay, where's his head? He, I think he thrives on negativity. Do you think so? I do. I think he prefers Arsenal to lose.
1: Mm, I... I think Arsenal fans... I find that hard to, to believe if you're going to Stoke on a wet, rainy Wednesday. Well,
0: Stoke hasn't been in the Premier League in ages, so we're not having to deal with that.
1: It's a figurative phrase at this
0: point. Well, I know it is, but if I got a shot at Stoke, I'm going to take it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a uh, of the week? I do. Um, similar topic. Mine's the Arsenal board. <laughs> um,
1: so I see we both chose Arsenal and Freak of the Week. We, I can't to not to overlap this week. Look,
0: you know, I understand that they're objectively trash now, and I can't make them my Game of the Week due to this new stupid segment rule. Uh, and they're only going to be the Game of the Week when they are just offer up a calamitous performance. So I'm going to talk about.
1: The We've min- turned over every stern about, uh, every stone.
0: I'm going to leave it at this: all the points that Arsenal are losing are on you. Unai Emery has shown you who you are they're greater risk than this season missing the europa league is in play losing Pierre Aubameyang is in play losing lucas Torreira is in play lacazette losing lacazette is in play
1: they're about to walk out
0: they have two years on their contract yeah. but report today abamion stopped his contract extension talks these these are big these are this big things he, i can only hope that these are this is the dismantling of the club i think i can only hope that these are you know, the last resort for Abamiong to get change into the locker room and that he is willing and able to kind of pop back in. But you know, their inaction has bigger consequences than I believe they think.
1: I think this is very cute because you guys still think activism and speaking out against the board is going to get you somewhere. And I think it's very cute and I appreciate it. In my mind, Woodward is still looking for a technical director.
0: Well, this is also Arsenal's first go at, um, I mean, I think that the, the, the wanger is kind of grandfathered into yeah. sacking Yeah. yeah. At, at that point. So this is Arsenal's first go of like, let's see how this board goes. I did read something interesting today that I think that is it, it provided me a little bit more comfort where um, publicly saying and then actually giving Emery a full opportunity of, of chances uh, can be a positive for future players and managers. Mm. Whereas you look at someplace like Chelsea, uh, one bad result, one guy named William doesn't like you so much, you're going to be out of a job. Uh, so I think yeah. that there is a longer term strategy. Like we will support you. You have to
1: balance with what culture you want to build. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not culture the culture of losing. Right. The culture <laughs> of losing that it's accepting losing. Right. Instead What's of re- more important, right? A revolving door of winners.
1: I mean, the Chelsea counter argument, look at the trophy cabinet. Yeah. We get results. Yeah. Oh, I'm not having it's to go. It's very. Compelling. I'm not having to
0: go at Chelsea. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying that's a that's for a, the discourse. That's a case to be made to their waiting. So totally. we'll we'll see how it goes. But right. Arsenal board gets my freak of the week. Well,
1: let's round it out. Men of culture, goal of the week, degenerate district. Let's start with men of the week. men of culture. Please. Uh, first off, the curse of the at the wheel tweet is very real. So it started with Ollie, right? Ollie's at the wheel, and then the United official Twitter account tweeted it out and that's when the poor run started Emery when they came to United all kind of went to shit after that they tweeted Emery's at the wheel most recently Manuel Pellegrini's at the wheel West Ham tweeted it out and then some shit poster just like posted a run of form since the tweet interns that handle team Twitter accounts do not post blank is at the wheel it's not gonna go well I didn't know that let it be the curse of the at the wheel tweet I think social media teams have caught on to that where's Liverpool's guy we gotta get him on the horn yeah what does he do
0: let's hope that like Klopp gets in like a Lamborghini and he has a picture and they're like hey yeah, what would Klopp Klopp's, is at the wheel
1: they wouldn't say Klopp is at the wheel what would they say they don't even have they, the thing is they don't have to be creative it's like Arsenal Arsenal
0: just keeps posting videos the of Thierry Henry and Dennis Birdcamp and, oh, like, yeah. and it's just like whoa look at how good we used to be and I'm like man I love Arsenal and then I like go yeah. back to modern day and they'd like, be very
1: German about it Jürgen Klopp is, at, <laughs> is manager of the club and he has won 8 games and not <laughs> lost any which is <laughs> <Just> very factual <laughs> he's driving our club to much successes <laughs> what you'll see here in this photo is his Lamborghini which is driving into the training facility <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, shout out VAR they properly used it against Watford and Burnley So, Hollabass on Watford cleared out the decks from a Burnley player in their own box. Stonewall penalty. Referee missed it. Play advances down the other side of the field. Goes out. VAR looks at it. Call it back for a penalty. I guess give credit where credit is due. It's been so long that you forget a time where we didn't have VAR and people were like, we should have technology that looks at this.
0: That's true. We haven't had so many of those. Do you
1: remember thinking that? Like, we should have technology that... Roots that out. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I absolutely do. Yeah, it was less than a year ago. Yeah. It was um, very, very recent. Anyway, credit is where it's due. The, like, the, the announcer, like, dumbfounded was like, yeah, this. This is what we use it for. <laughs> yeah. Stonewall penalty did not. Aside the fact that the ref didn't call it from his naked eye. Yeah. Was but, it Kevin Friend? Uh, no, but in my mind it was.
0: <laughs> Martin Atkinson is climbing up the Perpetual Freak ladder. <laughs> I think he's... he's Freak he's, in perp. Yeah.
1: Alright, uh, last one. On the topic of VAR, there's a new meme in the works. It's called, Hold, a, hold on a minute, player. <laughs> so, there was a... Uh, <laughs> in WWE Smackdown, there was a yeah. GM named Teddy Long. And whenever there was like a singles match, he would walk on and be like, Hold on a minute, player. We got a triple threat ladder match. And just like <laughs> switch all up. So now every time VAR... Like, you think a goal gets scored? You just get hit with this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to make a Oh my god. We need to
1: restart this match and make it an eight man 8 giver hit man 10 man 10 man That is the Stephen A Smith of wrestling
0: God, that man's also been on fire. We'll talk about that another day. Actually, I've met a culture for you. Okay. Yesterday, I've never seen this before. Club Bruges scores a goal in the Champions League. Okay. In the celebration, they had two players get a second yellow card and sent off. (laughs) Score a goal and go from 11 to 9 men before the restart. Uh, One guy on a yellow took his shirt off, so he knew what was coming. The goal scorer. Yes. Another guy, in his excitement, Mm. on a yellow... Runs over and scissor kicks the corner flag in half. Uh, I think just kicking the flag, not severing it, probably doesn't get him sent off, but he severed the corner flag. And he was also sent off and couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. I mean, there's rules here. I mean, I don't even know that that's a rule. I think part of what he's saying is like, is that a rule? Where's what's saying in the rule book? I can't kick a corner flag in half. You cut the net off the goal?
1: <laughs> what? But no, I'd never seen that before. From memory, that was like a last gasp equalizer, so there was no more game to be played. But I wonder what the motive is. Did they have a game coming up they don't want to play in? I mean, it's Champions League, and they got one more left, so maybe. I don't know.
0: I don't know. That is... That
1: could could have been a freak of the week.
0: It absolutely could have been. It was very freakish. If it was in the Premier League, it probably would have been. Alright. Goal of the week.
1: I would put money that we have the same one.
0: It was an absolute pearl, James. Why don't you take this one?
1: It was against Bournemouth. Why don't you take the player? John Matinho. Set piece. Doesn't get cleaner. I don't think we give too many free kick goal of the weeks. Maybe there haven't been that many free kick goals. But this one, there was no doubt... Sometimes you get the kind of free kicks where it's like, this is a cross, and if no one gets it, it's going back corner. If you think the keeper could have done better. No, this was it was this was this full on, I am intending to shoot this from the outside of the 18-yard box, like around the side, and it was an absolute pearl. Yeah, it's an angle you don't see many goals score from, and it was a no-doubter. Ruben Neves was proud. He was. By the way, he hasn't scored from the halfway line yet. I know we're only a third of the way through the season. But all of his goals, I'm pretty sure, have been outside the box. So he's, he's inching his he's inching his way back. That or pens, yeah. The, yeah, I mean, and you could tell if he,
0: if he has a sight of goal within 30 yards, he's looking to shoot, and he's
1: incredibly clinical. Yeah, so I'm just being patient. Just waiting. It's a season-long take. It's a season-long take. It's a season-long take. And we'll be there when it checks out. All right, it's time. Degenerate District, I want to give you a chance to mm. explain yourself and kind of yeah. apologize to me and then the fans.
0: Um, I'm gonna do none of that it comes and it goes James was right same thing as a broken clock twice a day we'll get that tape uh, just so happened to be the time of the Degener District this time around I was very uh, clear but no very clear in my rationale. I, I disagreed with you okay and you know maybe I will heed that advice in the future I think that there's a discussion to be had on uh, during Stonks if um maybe maybe I'll give you one one uh Uno reverse card, a month. So during stonks,
1: are we adding? You can give me a stipulation a re- to stonks.
0: You can give me basically knowing that Hang we're on investing a money. What I thought
1: we were equally investing money in in the stonks. Oh, I thought
0: stonks was just they. You would bet on my degenerate districts. Oh, we're gonna have to revisit that one. We'll circle back so next I get week, an guys.
1: Uno reverse card. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna give you a Uno reverse. Card. Someone bit this card. Anyway,
1: <laughs> we'll take that offline.
0: Look, it's been good, but I understand recency bias is a thing, and you feel like I let you down. I'm coming back to make it up for you. My lock remind him of your record. I believe at this point it is ten and three for the locks. It's mm. pretty good. One in twelve for the cross. Pretty good, but yeah, it that's...
1: stings a little bit with how obvious last week's was.
0: In hindsight, oh, just it, it stings in that this was maybe one of two where you just outright disagreed with the lock.
1: Yeah. I don't wait, when when else have I done it? I said very... maybe
0: one of two. I feel like you did it once before. I feel like usually you're like Eh even if you don't like it, there's you're very rarely oh, I hate that.
1: Yeah. And from my memory, I'm not staying quiet out of respect. I'm staying quiet when I agree. Which oh is, yeah, which is a lot of time. No, and
0: I think it's fair and it's appreciated. Right. But um no, I will I will Let's see what you got. Yeah, let's see if I've learned my lesson. Okay. Um but no, I'm looking to make up for it. My locks plus two thirty. Wow. My lock... Did is, I hear that right? You did. Do my ears deceive yes. me? Palace over Burnley at Burnley. That line's looking like a snack to me. There's a lot of, I yeah, think, easy games. through that one. I think Palace is a lot better than people will give them credit for. Lines makers especially, because I think Palace has the ability to be utter shit at times. But Palace has shown up against bigger sides. I think that Burnley... You know
1: what Burnley's going to be... You don't know what Palace is going to be. Right. And you're hoping it's on the right end of the pendulum.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is a little bit of a... I think I think that the odds makers are taking a little bit of recency bias in. So I think that there's a real, real value here. I think that Palace has the character to break down the Burnley mm. side. Mm. And yeah, I'm betting on Burnley to not have one of their random two to three goal games out of nothing.
1: Okay. And that's my lot. Wow. The win is bold because I could definitely see a draw. Do you know what their historic head-to-head is? I don't. Okay. Well, that's something I would have liked to have taken into account. But, hey, I don't hate this one as much as your other one.
0: Thank you, James. Yeah. I had a tough time with my locks and Crocs this week. Because I felt like a lot of games were too easy. And the games that I thought were Crocs, the odds weren't sweet enough. And so that's where the lock came from. And my Croc is actually an alternative line. I'm taking Liverpool... Over Brighton, at home, minus four and a half, an alternative line, meaning they would need to win by five or more goals at plus 600.
1: Okay. You're expecting a Liverpool run, right? That's the crock. After a string of results that have been a little shady.
0: Brighton seems like, you mentioned it, they're one of your teams to be relegated, that they're on a downward trend. Right. If there's a team okay. to run riot. Okay. It's Liverpool. Yeah. And if there's a team to get Crocs or Crocs bend over I the barrel. I will never
1: I will never disparage you mm. for uh, taking a crock.
0: Let me look up this palace head to head
1: here with Burnley. Mm-hmm. It's probably not that Yeah. No, I mean you've been the uh, you've been the proverbial J.R. Smith who's been hot and then you just clunked one off the backboard. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to like process what's happening.
0: The uh, they've only played eight times. Four wins for Palace, three for Burnley, okay. one draw. Um, what
1: about, like, last season?
0: Palace won in March at Turf Moor, and then Palace won at Selhurst Park in December. Well, there so, you go.
1: Who knows? Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. That provides some credibility to the lock. Thank God. Hopefully, that, provides... yes, that was well researched. Yeah, I have steered the ship in this direction <laughs> yet again. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed listening. That is it for Premdle Prem this week. We will be back next week, same time, same place, and hopefully, all a little bit more stuffed and thankful from mm. Thanksgiving. Got a great slate of games this weekend, and we will check in with you next week. Thanks again for listening. On behalf of Pat, this is James, signing off.
0: What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.